1: Here we go, here
0: we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
1: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what?
0: Welcome along, it's the Monday Morning Episode. Uh, I am coming to you this morning from the Premier Inn, Sam, in Scarborough. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am on the the road. I uh, went to see Pulp last night at the Scarborough... Open air theatre, where I've never been before, but it was uh, a great venue. Uh, as with most of these venues, the bar facilities and toilet facilities were lacking,
1: substandard.
0: But that's that's what we get now. That's the, you know, the, the, that's how they treat us.
1: Mm.
0: We just got to get used to it. The, 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 pump, mu- music
1: is like becoming like football. You're just treated like scum.
0: Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Did I talk about when I, I went to see Manchester as well last yeah. week? On a whim, I've had this Scarborough trip planned for like months and months. since the tickets went but on sale. You couldn't but I couldn't wait. Last could minute.
1: you? You could not wait. Yeah.
0: Well, I saw all the talk of how good they were at Finsbury Park. Yeah. In London last weekend, so I, I got a, a, a resale ticket um, last minute and nipped across to Manchester at the um, what's they call it? the Castle Castlefield Bowl? something like that.
1: Castle Grayskull.
0: Castle Griscoll, Yeah, that's where it was yeah and um, that was uh, in terms of at least, fine for someone like yourself who doesn't drink but uh, for, for the drinkers it was your choice was a 330ml can, can of Maretti <laughs> for 6 quid fucking hell or if you wanted a pint you could only get a 2 pint big fucking mega pint of mm-hmm. Amstel for fourteen pounds seventy.
1: Fourteen pounds seventy for two pints. Yeah, that
0: works at seven thirty five a pint.
1: The thing so is it- it's like life is so expensive. Like and, yeah. and all these fun things, like you know, how that people are being priced out, like, you know, like they say sport football used to be a working man's game. Music used to be for kids. Yeah. You can't be a kid going to gigs like that anymore.
0: I mean, not that there would have been many kids at Pulp, benefacted Mm. by your parents, which is Mm. what happened with me last night and my daughter. Yeah, she's into Pulp. That's another weird thing as well. I've been to see Pulp with my daughter. Been to see Pixies with her last year. She's into like loads of stuff that was around thirty plus years ago. Yeah, it's similar to like if when I was her age. If I went to go and see, like, Freddie and the Dreamers with me... <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but it's not that weird because, you know, when, when in the 90s, like, we would have been listening to certainly the Beatles and loads of other 60s music and 70s we music. We would, yeah. So I, guess the, right, I was yeah. saying that to my wife the other day because my kids... I mean, you know, then you got, like, Arctic Monkeys who were big in the noughties when we were in our mm. 20s. Uh, And but are still big now, so they've sort of managed to stay credible with kids in their own way, although they've changed, Mm. you know, um, which is quite rare actually. There's not many bands who just span that amount of time, but so usually what happens is they stay big but they go a bit radio too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Uh, but my kids listen to like, yeah, you know they listen to Oasis, but they listen to like, st- like my my daughter listens to like Stevie Wonder and Fleetwood Mac and stuff from the 70s as well. It's good. But I took both of them last night to see Lana Del Rey, which is, ch- I mean, All I'm right. not I'm not a massive Lana Del Rey fan. I don't dislike her, but it gets played a lot in my house and in the car. Right. By my daughter in particular, although my son quite likes her too. And so, We took them along and the four of us went. And I've got to say, Lana Del Rey, fucking hell, what a show. Oh, really? It was one of those gigs where you're like, yeah, I quite like Lana Del Rey, but my daughter is like obsessed. Like her and I think all her mates, I think, you know, they're fucking, they're like, they're acolytes. It's one of those situations. Mm. They're acolytes of Lana, you know. And so I, you know, and my wife really likes it too. So with the four of us, I was the one who was the most, eh? Yeah, Lana Del Rey, fine. But, you know, I didn't expect much because all of her songs are of a similar tempo. That's the thing about Lana Del Rey, right? Yeah. But she is something quite special on stage. She is an extremely charismatic performer. Right. And puts on a hell of a show. The thing is, she is what all great stars should be. Fucking weird. Like, Backstreet, strange, yeah. right? Which is what it, it, you have. If you're going to be a superstar, you have to be very strange, and she is fully strange, and it's very authentic as well. <laughs> you know, like you just um, there's sort of big shades of Kate Bush to her, I guess. But fucking hell. What was the
0: venue? Where was it at? It was at Hyde Park. It was
1: British Summertime. Oh, right! You know they do a series of them. So last yeah. year I went to it and we saw the Eagles. Very different vibe. Very different vibe to last year. Almost entirely young women, right, mm-hmm. at this gig. So when my daughter and my wife went to the loo, and it was just me and Len sat there, uh, I did feel a, a little bit weird because I'm a big, galumpin', middle-aged, weird, bald guy <laughs> in amongst all these young women. Uh, but yeah, sort of nicer vibe, though, I've got to say. Like, no offence to Eagles fans, but... It's very rare that that I've been to gigs where the vast majority are women as opposed to men. And when that is the case, it's just a nicer atmosphere, generally. Of course. Uh, One thing is people are just less drunk. (laughs) So there's less stumbling (laughs) around and shoving into you and all that sort of stuff, you know. Or arguments about space, which you get in Hyde Park a lot. I mean, I nearly had a ruck at a fucking Stevie Wonder gig, and that takes some doing at Hyde Park in 2018 or 2019 same thing British summertime and people get really into their sort of realm, as I call it sorry to cite the Nazis but they have their little
0: catch when you're in a park
1: do you know what I mean when you're in a when you're in a in one of these park gigs like there's real estate and you don't want to let it go but sometimes especially people have been drinking people shuffle one way stumble another and then someone's like "Ugh!" you get a lot of very British, passive-aggressive, tutting and sort of subtle shoulder barging. Anyway, London Delray, there was none of that. And I tell you supported her was Father John Misty. And oh, he yeah. was, I, I was a little bit familiar with some of his work, but not very familiar with him. He is quite a guy. He's got an amazing voice. He's got very, very good songs and a great band. But also, very charismatic, Andy. Okay. Very very handsome and charismatic. Okay. Um, so did you find
0: yourself feeling feelings. I, th- I was looking feel?
1: at and I was thinking this guy is an attractive guy. I'm more you know, I didn't feel triggered, but I did feel like I would like to be that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that something you're gonna work towards?
1: Yeah, uh, well it's impossible. Mystify I mean, yourself there's bit. just no way I could ever be him at this stage. It's too late for me now. It's too late for me now. But I was <laughs> I more thinking back. it would have been nice to have been that guy at some stage in my life. He's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I thought he was cool. Um, but yeah, uh, nice. And it was quite a contrast to the night before, Andy, when I'd gone to see, just at the local, um, I'd gone to see a band called Malice, which is a jam tribute act.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Uh, just because they were playing like, at a pub <clears> that's like, walking distance from my house. It was the same place where I'd seen the Smiths with a y, the why the Smites, who were as i said at the time astoundingly good so after that good experience i said to my mate oh you do doing anything to like let's go up there see what it's like but the thing is you know like in recent years there's been this trend of bands touring one album so they'll go it's the anniversary mm-hmm. of this album and we're just going to tour this album and we're mm-hmm. going to do it from beginning to end you know lots yeah. of bands do that now don't they and uh I uh, so, th- but this is a tribute band. So really, when you go and see a tribute band, it's like there's no excuse for not just doing all the
0: hits. Just the greatest hits, yeah.
1: And not only that, they chose <laughs> the they album. What are they doing? The album they chose was "This Is the Modern World," which I'm pretty sure <laughs> is regarded as like the weakest jam album.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell!
1: I might be wrong, and there'll be Jam aficionados <clears throat> lamparding me over this. But I'm pretty sure that the story goes that they came out within the city. And that was a big sort of debut hit. And then they did this is the modern world and it wasn't very successful. So they had to come mm. back with all mod cons, which was a big hit, or they would have got yeah. dropped by the label. So I think that in the canon of the jam, this is the modern world is regarded as like the one that nearly ended them. I don't I might be wrong about that. There was certainly one album that fitted that and I just thought it I was strange like, yeah. for the I, I think I think it's strange for a tribute act to just choose to do any one album anyway. So the first half the was sounds, just that.
0: I'm looking at the track this no. The,
1: sec- the second... it it's got, this- like, one, one, one hit single on it. It's got This Is The Modern World, that's it's it. Has it got one. News Of The World on it as well? No. no. No, it's just got This Is The Modern World. Or it's got a cover version, I think, in the Midnight Hour, maybe.
0: In
1: the Midnight um, Hour, yeah. And the, the other songs, and I'm pretty big jam fan, uh, wasn't familiar with any of them. Uh, so we had to... In fact I think we ducked out of that half of the show early um for a drink and then went back in in the second half they at least did
0: Malice hits. and
1: um, that's <clears throat> entertainment etc etc So I mean that's a shame. That's yeah, that's but shame. anyway they weren't they were no smythes, but it was all right uh but what was funny was the contrast you know like you're there in a pub you can imagine the crowd at a jam tribute act right the old the old mods slash the well-end slash as they call them hooligans, <laughs> right? Average age sixty. Yeah. Everyone in a Ben Sherman, a slight sort of frisson of it could go off, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the next night, I'm at Lana Del Rey and I park. The sun's setting. It's all young women screaming, going mad. Father John Misty. I did a great bit of embarrassing my daughter. Do- I- my wife had actually said, "Listen, don't embarrass Coco. It's a, this is a massive night for her. This is like the mm. big thing that she's wanted to go to all her life."
0: <laughs> like how you had to be, you to be fucking told.
1: Don't, don't embarrass <laughs> her, right? Because you know. And I was like, "All right, I've made a decision. I won't." But that was, but then the thing is, that was during Lana. So when Father John Misty was on, I felt that I had, I said I wouldn't embarrass her during Lana Del Rey. So all I did was, I know it's when the camera turned, because they have those like camera drones or cameras going across the front of the audience. And there was a lot of young women who were Lana fans Mm -hmm. who were also there for Father John Misty. And because he's a bit of a heartthrob, they were like screaming. It was a little bit Beatles-esque on a very, Mm. very small level. And one of them, or more than one of them, was holding up their phone. And they had written on their phone on one of those digital crawls, Marry me. All right. So I quickly got my phone out and put Marry Me oh. on my phone. Right. And then was just holding it up above my head and screaming until okay. such a time that my daughter noticed that I was doing that. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. But she didn't find it funny she, at she all.
0: She didn't think it was funny at all. She didn't no. find it
1: funny at all, nor did my wife. Len was indifferent. Oh. He was, was non committal. Oh
0: god, at least at least if Len had found it funny, he would have had something to clean up. But no, no, but nothing. it didn't
1: matter, Andy, because I found it funny. <laughs> and the thing that's is the main thing. That yeah, that's that's <laughs> that is the main thing. In any any comic enterprise that I've ever attempted, <laughs> the fucking first and most important thing is do I find it am I deriving joy and pleasure from this? And I was. I thought it was funny that I held up a phone saying, Marry me to Father John Misty
0: as that as that priest and father ted that quite malevolent one with the beard who only appears Mm. in one episode says i've had my fun and that's all that matters (laughs) yeah
1: exactly (laughs) that's how i felt but the rest of the gig was a great success and i felt could father john misty
0: have seen your phone message were you close enough to the front
1: there was no way he could have seen it. but i was half hoping that a camera might swoop down there's plenty of drones about and crane cameras and whatnot I thought that would have been a good drones? shot. Drones?
0: They brought drones in.
1: There was drones. There was drones hanging around above our heads. To film it. I think I, I assume so. I mean when they came over I thought, well either this is a terror attack or there's cameras on there.
0: Well you think there's people who didn't have tickets were outside the outside the well, park maybe, maybe it was the production. Sending tech. the drones in. It might to be watch
1: production it. production people use drones all the time with GoPros on to get extra footage from above. Yeah. They do that all the time. Oh, so they well. used to use blimps and helicopters and cranes. Now they just send a fucking drone up, mate.
0: Well, we've, we've, we've had a cultural weekend, the pair of us, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we did. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. I've lost my fucking dog as well. The dog ran out of the park when I wasn't looking. And ran, and I was running around the park looking for her, calling her name and whistling like a cunt. And what it was, was my son's going away for the week on a school trip. Right. And so I dropped him there with his bag, and my wife stayed there, and I said, I'm going to take the dog around the park for 20 minutes, and I'll come back to wave you off when the coach leaves. You know, emotional goodbye. All like I can mm-hmm. tell you, it wasn't fucking very emotional on his part. He had his neck pillow on, and was just fucking <laughs> sitting there, sitting there, like, leant back in his chair, drinking Already, from his flask yeah. of tea that he'd brought, and just was like... <laughs> fucking ttfm t- t- cunts <laughs> <laughs> he really was it was really funny finally like, gonna
0: get a bit of me time <laughs> exactly it was
1: really like that and his mate was going your dad's waving i could see his mate saying he's like let him fucking wave yeah We said ain't turning i've got my neck pillow on <laughs> and uh but i went to the i said i'll be back in 20 minutes to wave you off and just take dog to a park dog fucking disappeared on me. I was running laps of the park like a cunt, whistling, going through all the bushes, like I used to have to do when I was a kid, right? <laughs> to hide from Archie. Right. I was running through all the fucking bushes and everything <laughs> looking for her. And after 20 minutes I was like sweating, panting, distraught. I get a phone call from my wife. The dog the oh, the dog's here at the school. The dog had looked at me, fucked off out of the park and run all the way home, all the way back to the school to find my right. missus. You believe that the disrespect of it?
0: I wonder if she's gone back to try and retrieve Len because Len had gone.
1: Well, Len was still on the coach. I don't know, but it really fucked me off. The dog keeps doing that to me at the moment, and, uh, and I see it a couple of times. I am you to when I have to clamp down on
0: her, yeah, Like I got like a lead you keep her on. Maybe is that an you, option? You what? Have you got a lead? She <laughs> could go
1: on. Yeah, but, I mean, a few months ago, I thought I had her trained up. I could let her off the lead, and she'd be good as gold. Trot along beside me, come back whenever I whistled. Mm. And she was fine. And I was, like, bragging to my wife, going, I've trained this dog. This dog's fine. I can let her off anywhere. She'd come back to me as soon as I whistle. She knows my whistle. I I thought I was one man and his dog. But no. Mm. Now, the last two weeks, she decided to go, fuck that. I'm grown up now. And she just
0: fucks up on me all the time. Yeah, she's realised. Yeah, Yeah. you're not actually... Shouldn't have heard about your antics at the uh, the Silly cunt. Lost a bit of respect for you. That cunt's been up
1: Hyde Park, British summertime again, asking fucking <laughs> pop stars to marry him. Weird fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but Pope were great yeah. both times. Which was better, Manchester or Scarborough?
0: I think Scarborough was better, even yeah. though I was further away from the stage. But, um, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I'll say Scarborough, even though 20 minutes or so before they came on, the heavens absolutely opened and we got completely drenched, like insane levels of rain, um, I had a waterproof on, but I just had some shorts on, I've, I've, I've had to turn the, the hotel hairdryer dryer on my shorts this oh morning, no. in order for them to be wearable, I didn't have a spare pair on me. You wet shorts but, in the uh,
1: car, and did you think about driving just in your pants in the car?
0: um no because i'm with my kid oh, yeah. just, oh no no not right and i go down for breakfast anyway this morning i've been down for premier premier breakfast yeah which of course we both love both yeah enjoy
1: few finer pleasures um, in life than a premiering in breakfast
0: except that the coffee machine was bust oh no
1: so what happened yeah did you have to have tea just,
0: there were sachets just sachets of oh no coffee and, and tea bags that's bullshit unacceptable but um, yeah, it's been it's been a good uh, a good trip, and we're going to go to Whitby on our way back, which is just up the road.
1: Is that seaside?
0: About 20 miles up the road, which of course, Whitby, if you don't know, is the goth capital of Europe.
1: I didn't know that. Is it a seaside yeah.
0: town? Yeah, seaside town, and it's where all the goths hang out, and like, once a year, there's like a big goth festival there. Goth coining? Where... Yeah, yeah.
1: You're going to do some goth coining today, mate. I will
0: do. I mean, it's quite early. It's still like 10 o'clock now. We'll probably be there by about 11. And I don't do, do, know
1: if goths don't rise till quite late in goths the day, rise. You never They're see goths in the, the morning. Say?
0: Yeah, there probably won't be many around. There might be one or two that haven't been to sleep yet.
1: They're still in their crypts.
0: Yeah, with their bats,
1: Or hanging upside down from a fucking tree.
0: So I'll look out for some goth content uh, in Whitby.
1: I like the goths. So that, yeah, that's... I've never been a goth I've myself. Got I've the goths. I haven't known many goths personally, but I've always had a sort of quiet respect for the goths. Do you know what I mean? They go just, about
0: their business, they and do. they leave us to go about ours. So they're just
1: going about their business, but there's yeah. like a strong sort of, you, you know, they're released from society's shackles, aren't they? A little.
0: They are. They're yeah. like,
1: do you know what? Fuck all of this. I'm going to I'm have gonna white powder face. Yeah.
0: Brush my hair back
1: yeah I'm into bats good mind you it must have been hell for them during Covid when it turned out it was a bat what started it that must have they're been a real setback for the goth branding yeah,
0: yeah cause I think a lot of them do eat bats don't they but I don't think there was enough bats, attention paid them. to the goths as being a source of possible Covid they would have had, they they would have had to
1: have had a conference about it wouldn't they and go what are we going to do this is a crisis for our brand so we, are we saying it was
0: a Chinese goth, you think, A Chinese goth, a Ch- Chinese goth
1: it? well, he'd have had to have something of the goth about him if he was going around eating bats.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: That's a goth move, let's be honest.
0: Um, I, We saved the lives of some snails last night, that's something else that happened. We oh. were walking back to the pub, post-pulp, oh, I did some great logistics, by the way. Mm. I was pretty much first one out of the gate at the end because I worked out uh, a secret exit and we left our seats probably about a minute before the end of the last song, which was Common People, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's just that bit where they're just repeating kind of over and over again towards the end. I'm just like, yeah. see have I know
1: what happens next. Let's go. I know what
0: happens. I'm not going to miss a single thing here if I leave 45 seconds early and I'll be out the gate and I'll be in the pub 10 minutes before last orders. Um, But then my daughter started saving snails that were on the pavement walking up the hill towards the pub. So we, between us, I had to join in. I was going to stand there and go, fucking hell, what are you doing that for? The, what are you saving the lives of creatures for? They would have
1: got fucking, They would have got trampled big time. They would they?
0: have all got trampled. So what you do is, Sam, <clears throat> if you ever find you have to do this at any point, you've got to tap on their shelves first. Tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Knock, knock. Anyone home? Hello, Mr. <clears throat> Snail. How are your wife
1: and children? That's what I we must a- say calling. for luck.
0: Yeah, you tap, tap, and they retreat into their shells, which makes it easy to pick them up. Mm-hmm. And I pick them up and place them, we place them just over a wall. Over a Some wall. grass and plants. Right. Place them somewhere safe. And I think we must have saved the lives of about 15 to 20 snails on that wall. Wow.
1: One? That's a lovely thing to do, mate. I, I love that idea. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah. and I loved it as well because as we were doing people walking past saying, oh you're heroes
1: yeah and I oh. like that
0: I know, I'm into all that
1: oh, so if are, anyone yeah, wants to think, yeah, me this for, could be a good um, way to meet some uh, widows yeah go around publicly of... saving snails that's <laughs> the sort of thing that's the sort of thing that the sort of thing fanny comes running for
0: <laughs> <The> snail fanny snail <laughs> fanny I'll, I'll be, I'll you should a write a that,
1: book. Like who was that guy? Who wrote a book about how to like, you know, get women. It was called something like. Oh God! The Black by Tony yeah. Bastard. That was it, wasn't yeah. it? The Black by have, Tony no, Bastard.
0: Russell Brand had done a, a recommendation on the front cover as well.
1: Had he? Yeah. I think. Yeah. As a man who's had his fair share of fanny, I can vouch <laughs> for some of the tips in this book. <laughs> Russell Brand. That no, was
0: closer to it than I think. Yeah, fine.
1: Funny master, um, yeah, yeah. I think he was called Tony Bastard. Tony and Bastard. It was stuff like, if you really want to grab a great woman, then simply destroy her self-esteem, uh, mm. slowly chip away at it, and make her feel that like kind of thing, shit. Yeah. Um, It was that sort of thing. It was that sort of thing was popular in the noughties I think. Um, I but think you could do, a, you could Andrew, do a sort Andrew of a, a a sort of Andrew an updated, more modern, be... progressive one.
0: Yeah, Andrew Tate seems to be following that same uh, route. Mm. But of course, we are talking. Did we mention... I don't think we mentioned on the pod, that tweet that he did last week. Uh, (laughs) Electric toothbrush, limp wrist, gay as fuck.
1: (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people ask me what the gayest things are that anyone can hold in their home. Great question. Uh, Top of the list always, electric toothbrush. Electric
0: toothbrush. (laughs) Put some fucking elbow
1: grease in if you want clean teeth.
0: I clean my teeth manually. I do it for four hours twice a day.
1: That's why my wrists are man's wrists. <laughs> <laughs> wrists of steel.
0: Teeth of steel as well.
1: <laughs>
0: fucking hell. So, uh, yeah. What I was the best pulp song?
1: Was it sort of freeze and whiz? I always imagine. I mean, I saw pulp live at Wembley years ago. And I, I remember that one being particularly good, because it's got, you know, in a, in a big live setting, mm. it's got the right vibes. What did you enjoy it's, most?
0: They, they started with what was actually my favourite Pulp song of all time, which is I Spy, oh. from different class.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they started with that.
0: A boy. I, a boy, I spy mm. a girl. Quite creepy, um, that one. It's very creepy, it's sinister, mm. I love it, um, but it's just one of those, you know, it's, like, it's almost like a player within a song
1: yeah lot of the descri- like descriptions that, of what's going on I think my give, mate, give I it a talking, listen my mate who I went to see the Jam Tribute Act with had the previous Saturday been at Pulp at Finsbury Park so I did feel it was a big sort of come down for him <laughs> that he'd been to see Pulp at Finsbury Park <laughs> and then seven days later found himself in a local pub with me watching people play the Jam's worst ever album <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's quite
0: a quite a come down um,
1: We were just talking about how emotional it was. I said, they're a very emotional band. Some bands are just full of emotion. It was like that Lana Del Rey, because I think the way she writes songs for the sort of, you know, young female audience, like, Mm. I don't know, it's, I suppose, like maybe once upon a time, young lads felt about Morrissey lyrics or something like that. She sort of, you know, has has got great emotional insight and the ability Mm. to sort of write about it in these kind of lovely little vignettes. And Jarvis Cocker does that. And uh, I said, you you know, it's a very sort of tearful sort of thing to watch now at this age because it stirs so many nostalgic memories. I was just going to say,
0: I I cried a couple of times.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you, Um, mate. I can imagine
0: it. I I cried during, I Spy" during the first song. There's a bit um, towards the end where it goes, La 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 la, la, and the yeah. whole crowd joined in at that bit, uh-huh. and I just went because yeah. I was up in the kind of in the bleachers in the seats near the back, yeah. and there's a standing area at the front, and you just see the whole crowd just all giving it, loads and joining uh, in with yeah. that bit, and I'm like fucking yeah, hell.
1: that's the thing. It's not just the band and the music; it's the crowd around you and the knowledge yeah. that you you're all sort of having similar kind of moments in your life at, at a Pulp you. gig
0: you do get a certain type of audience I think it's more so than let's say an Oasis gig or Liam Gallagher gig yeah. you've got a, the, the, a lot of the a lot of the fans are as Pulp sang misfits yeah you know yeah that's um, who
1: you're
0: speaking to so you, so you, you there's a, a, a nice atmosphere which I, there will have been at Lana Del Rey with it being mostly female yeah you haven't got people throwing piss around for yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that yeah funny enough my so, mate um, said he
1: did have piss thrown at him at an
0: Oasis gig once um, yeah happened to me at the stadium I like once yeah wouldn't wouldn't recommend that's no, an experience I don't want to be splashed in piss no way no no I thank have, you I that Liam I think it was Liam Gallagher played the um, or BDI his, his little group that he had mm. they played the arena in Newcastle one time and the entire floor of the arena had to be bleached the next day oh yeah because there was just piss everywhere and it was fucking little mixer on the night after so they had to get it bleached in time for all the little little oh, mix oh, fans that's coming horrible,
1: in. Isn't it? yeah i went so to see I'm him at alexandra palace and it was it was just before christmas and it was actually a, a really good gig because you know he's a good live performer obviously he's got an amazing voice and an immense presence but at the end, it was just like the biggest stag you'd ever been on in your life. When yeah. the lights came up, it was like, yeah, it was just bedlam and mayhem. It was like an awful stag. It was like a gigantic spoons at throwing out time. <laughs> in Blackpool on bank
0: holiday weekend. Not one going around August. saving snails.
1: Nah, there was no snail saving that <laughs> night, i tell you that.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll leave it because... Um, I can't be bothered to do anymore. I'm a bit hungover and I'm You've stuck got to in get this room. And, You've got and go I want to go to Whitby and Whitby.
1: spend time with the goths. I'm we'll got to edit this later podcast and get week. it
0: out. Get to Whitby before the goths all get up for like brunch.
1: Get goth, <laughs> brunch. <laughs> <The> goth brunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah. So there back we are. Benedict. Thanks very much for listening. What we got coming up this week on the IFS? We've got um, pigs, obviously on Wednesday and Mel- uh, Melchester on Thursday. I think we uh, life logistics, might be maybe? starting something new. We've done a couple of life logistics. We might do maybe as a tune machine. Don't know. Fun. We'll see. Yeah. Just keep it
1: thanks tuned. For listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.